Welcome to Coffee 82, a podcast about left-leaning politics and Christianity. Today is Monday, March 16th, 2020. We first want to start off by um, praying for those impacted by this coronavirus. Um, And it has a ripple effect on small businesses and jobs. I mean, you know, people say, well, just stay home. They tell people, well, I mean, that sounds fine, but what people are missing is those people have jobs. And now a lot of them are laid off or let go. Um, or companies have, you know, small businesses downsize. Um, and these people have rent, they have car payments, they have life that they have to pay for, you know. Um, and so it's really easy for people who have a job, who have income, who are well off or, you know, financially stable to say, you know, just tell people to stay in. But these people have rent. These people have obligations that they have to meet. And when we cancel everything, when, when we shut everything down and tell people to stay inside, which that there is room for that. But I believe a year from now, we're going to look back and say we kind of overreacted in some ways. And it's not good what's happening. And so however long this coronavirus, until it can be contained or, you know, they can find a vaccine for it, which they said should take a year, um, to help those who uh, are impacted by this. We can't just allow these people to go homeless, to, 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 to be on the streets because of this illness, this virus that is ravaging the world. Um, you know, I, I this is why I believed, and I still do believe, that that tax cut that two trillion dollar windfall for the rich was a mistake that they should have had the fed should have had the rate higher than what it was i mean now it's at what 0.05 and this tax cut is not helping because There are certain provisions in that tax cut that make it worse for small businesses in times like this. Um, And things are going to get worse before they get better. Uh, A a crisis that we haven't seen at least in decades. Um...
So again, you tell people to stay inside. You tell people to um, not travel and this and that. When there's people literally not getting a paycheck. And I think that we should remember that when we are... You know, if, if, you, if you're sick, that's one thing, you know. And maybe we can have some kind of legislation to help those people who have the coronavirus, who have to stay home, but do not have sick leave, do not have paid family leave, etc. So that that does not spread in the workplace. But to tell everyone to stay home. And I know that the fact is you can be carrying this virus and not even know it because the symptoms might not necessarily, um, you know, affect or impact everyone the same because it, it does, I think, depend on your immune system and yes, your age. And if you have underlying medical conditions, um, so I just I think what we really need to pray for for these people who are struggling and who will struggle from this. But I also wanted to mention uh, another thing. In my previous podcast, I talked about how the religious right political, I underscore political movement was started by race with racism and it was in 1970 uh, according to the publication slate it was green versus kennedy a 1970 decision stripping tax exempt status from segregation academies private christian schools that were set up in response to board versus education where the practice of barring black students continued. That's what they started with. Not abortion, like some pious people try to claim. And I'm not giving an opinion one way or another on that. But I'm saying that the religious right started on racism. The political evangelical Christian position on abortion is roughly 40 years old. Before the abortion debate, the focus was on school segregation and racism in the late 1970s. Being openly racist turned some people off, including suburban moms, for example. So they test drove different cultural issues, culture wars, and that included abortion, homosexuality, and gun rights as seen God-given to them. Um, and they, they settled on abortion as the main thing. Now, of course, homosexuality is uh, another thing to not serve gays and I'm not giving an opinion one way or another whether they should or shouldn't be allowed to I'm just saying that that is what their focus became so it wasn't abortion 
that the religious right political movement formed, it was support for segregation. And how do we know that? Well, as late as 1979, the Baptist Joint Committee argued before a federal court that the Hyde Amendment, which limited federal dollars used for abortion, was unconstitutional because it violated the Establishment Clause by choosing the Catholic faith over others. In essence, conservative Christians have turned from a constitutional stance to a biblical literalist one, which fights against its perceived threat, liberalism, or uh, minorities. White Republican evangelicals have turned Christianity into a political force. And I say white evangelical Christians, and I have to specify always evangelical because that is what they call themselves. Now, I'm a Christian. I've been my entire life. I uh, went to church with my grandparents. Uh, They went to church Monday. You know, anytime the church was open, they were there. Um, And if we stayed with them, we were as well. You know, so I love Jesus. I love and this is why I am talking about this, because it's sad to see Christians going around saying that the you know Christians are have always fought against racism when that is absolutely not true it's just not tr- if you want to say back in the the, the 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 day who was fighting against uh slavery it was Christians but it was not conservative Christians Were they involved? Well, let me just say this. Back then, the Bible was viewed as supporting slavery. And they used the Bible to support slavery of Africans and to treat them as less than human, three-fifths of a person. They used the Bible to do that. Now, some say they also used the Bible to fight against it. Well, but we have to be honest with both of them then. You can't say they used the Bible to to stop slavery, but they didn't use the Bible to start. So when they absolutely did use the Bible to defend slavery, Another thing, they, you know, claim that Democrats are pro-abortion. But the religious right doesn't tell you that under Barack Obama, the abortion rate fell to a 40-year low. Teen pregnancy fell to decades low. Because why? The Affordable Care Act. Which is ironic, conservatives hate the very thing that reduced abortion. Now, I've written about it, I've written several posts about it, but I've also posted articles to the source. Well, there's several articles, but they're sourced to um, various polls and 
uh, and such. So I will link below that and you can check for yourself. God bless.